y'all, it's Caroline, and this is the Truth Talks Podcast, where we believe that God's Word has the ultimate authority, and that freedom is found in truth. So let's dive into it. Hey guys, welcome back to the Truth Talks Podcast. So glad to be back. We did not have an episode out last week, and that is because I just needed to take some time to be praying about some things, um, kind of realign my heart with truth and scripture. Um, and I really never want, I I always want to be intentional about what I say on this podcast and I never want to just upload something for the sake of uploading, uploading something and checking it off my list. And so that is why there was not a podcast episode out last week, but this week we're actually going to be talking about some things that, um, I think is really relevant to what's going on in our world. Um, and and also some things that I've been struggling with and dealing with. And so we're going to be talking about biblical confidence, and this is a really broad topic. I feel like they can go a lot of different ways, but we're going to touch on a few things, but then we're really going to kind of dive into um, and put our focus on one thing. And I think confidence is like a big thing in our world too, right? I mean, like people are searching for what to put their hope and their trust and their confidence in um, what can they you know put their confidence in that can make them feel secure Um, but as the believer we know that anything that they place their confidence in outside of Jesus or outside of the Lord is going to fail because it's not steadfast and it's not ultimate but thankfully we know truth and we know where our confidence lies and where true security lies uh, and what we can trust and what we can put our hope in and it has nothing to do with the things of this world and nothing to do with ourselves but we're just going to kind of jump through some things that or what biblical confidence kind of looks like lived out or what are some aspects of biblical confidence you know a really important aspect of biblical confidence is that we get to rest in and trust in the promises of God and we get to rest in and trust in Um, what scripture or who scripture tells us God is and we get to rest and trust that that is ultimate truth Um, and and there's so much freedom and peace to be found in that because we don't have to be confident in ourselves confident in our emotions which are ever-changing and deceitful Um, we don't have to trust and put confidence in our opinions or in the world confidence can come from the promises of God and who God is And then also with biblical confidence, it really just looks like humility because we don't have to go around proving our worth. We don't have anything to prove to anyone. We don't have to try to secure our identity because we're secure in the one who's given us our identity. We're secure in the one who's made us. And our life can be completely hidden in Christ so we can walk in humility. I think also for the believer is that we get to have confidence in the gifts and skills and talents that the Lord has given us, whether that's spiritual gifts or just like a set of skills or talents that the Lord has given you or gifts in general. We can be confident in what the Lord has given us, and that's not something for us to belittle. Uh, but it is something to rest in and our confidence can't be because of those gifts that the lord has given us but we can be confident in the gifts that the lord has given us and then another thing that the believer gets to be confident in is their salvation Um, they don't have to question their salvation or their place with god or their standing and place with the lord 
because salvation has nothing to do with us. Um, it has everything to do with what Jesus has done for us. We couldn't earn that salvation. We didn't do anything to deserve that salvation. It was simply a gift that was given to us by the grace and the mercy of the Lord. You can look at Ephesians 2, 8, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves. It, it is a gift from God and not from works so that no man can boast about it. And so because our, our salvation has nothing to do with us, everything to do with what Jesus has done for us, we can come boldly and confidently before the throne. Uh, we don't have to question our standing with God. We don't have to question our standing with Jesus because we didn't earn it. The work that Jesus did on the cross was sufficient, and if we have the Holy Spirit, then we are sealed for eternity. We can walk confidently in the work that Jesus has done. So that was touching on a few things, what the believer can be confident in, biblical confidence, if you will. Um, but to get to the meat and the potatoes of what we're talking about today um, and what has really been relevant to what's going on in, in my heart and in my life right now um, and what's going on in the world right now is that for the believer despite what is going on in the world um, despite what their circumstances are what situation that they're in they can have peace because their confidence is not in those things but it is in the Lord um, it is in his sovereignty and his goodness and I think my anxiousness of just everything that is going on in our sinful broken world um, is really coming a lot from what I am like feeding my heart and my mind when I'm just looking at social media often or I'm reading news articles or um, watching the news even it's just like I'm, I'm constantly feeding my mind and my heart all of the brokenness of this world and that's what I'm dwelling in and I'm not saying that there's a problem with staying up to date with go what's going on in the world I think that it's a gift that we get to do that but when I'm dwelling in those things and looking to those things and placing my confidence in those things more than I'm dwelling in and looking to the Lord and placing my confidence in his word and in who he is then I'm going to be anxious and so something that I've been having to do is just read scripture about God's sovereignty because um, it's so easy to get caught up in what's going on in the world or in my life and it feels chaotic and out of my control because it is uh, so I've just really been trying to read um, and dwell in scripture that just reminds us and tells us of God's sovereignty so I kind of want to walk through some scripture to help realign our hearts and our minds um, to truth and what we do get to place our confidence in and that we can be peaceful and filled with peace despite what is going on in this world because of where our confidence and our hope and our trust lies. And it is in a sovereign God who is aware of all that is going on, who is in control of all that is going on and who has authority over all of it. In Matthew 28 verse 18, Jesus is speaking and he says, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Like y'all, what a great promise that we get to rest in. Like Jesus that when Jesus died on the cross and was raised from the dead, he claims all authority on heaven and on earth. In the spiritual realm, Jesus has authority. Here on earth, Jesus has authority. He has complete control over what is going on. Nothing happens outside of his authority. And like, what a beautiful thing to rest in. Um, Colossians chapter 1, verses 16 through 17, for everything was created by him 
in heaven and on earth, the visible and the invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And then in Isaiah 45, verse 7, God is speaking and he says, I form light and create darkness. I make success and create disaster. I am the Lord who does all these things. And I think that this has been one of my favorite ones to just remind myself um, and rest in. And I was kind of reading a little bit deeper into this verse, reading some commentary on it. And it was just kind of explaining how this verse is saying, God has no opposite. He has no equal. He doesn't have an equal opposite evil force that's, you know, causing all these bad things to happen and God can't stop it. Like, like no one's pulling a fast one on God. Satan is not God's equal. Man is not God's equal. And so Satan nor man can cause evil without God allowing it to happen. God is sovereign. He has complete control, complete authority. He is completely aware of what, of what is going on. He is not ignorant to it. Um, and anything that is happening on this earth is because he is allowing it, not because he couldn't stop it. And what a good promise that is to rest in. And I just want to say that God is not causing all any of these bad things to happen. That is not his heart. That is not his heart so much so that he would send his son to die on the cross. But God does allow bad things to happen. We live in a sinful, broken world. And he does allow evil. But it ultimately works together for the purpose of his good. It ultimately works together for the purpose of his glory and bringing all things together in Christ. I mean, think of the cross. Think of what God allowed to happen to his beloved son. Jesus was beaten, whipped, mocked, humiliated, nailed to a cross, and ultimately separated from the Father. Horrible things happened. Jesus died at the hands of evil men, but it ended up being the greatest thing that has ever happened in history because it brought about our salvation. So yes, God does allow bad things to happen. He allows them to exist for the ultimate purpose of his good. Um, I think about what must the disciples have been thinking as Jesus was being taken and as Jesus was being nailed to the cross. I mean, I imagine they were probably, you know, thinking like, God, are you seeing this? Are you aware of what's going on? Can you not stop this? Are you not in control? Why are you allowing this to happen? And like, God, if you're really so powerful, wouldn't you put an end to this? If you were really good, wouldn't you stop this? But they couldn't see what was on the other side. They couldn't see the resurrection. They couldn't see the salvation that Jesus would bring about. And I think that's how we are so many times. We are the disciples and we question God and we cannot see his goodness in things. Um, And it's okay to you know, be honest with God and question like, how are you good in this? I think that's that's an honest question that we can ask him. I mean, it's a question that I've asked, like, God, if you've allowed this, like, how are you good? But a change in my circumstance doesn't mean a change in God's goodness. And that doesn't mean that what's happening is good, but God is still good despite what is happening. Um, And he is still sovereign despite what is happening because what's happening in our world or in our circumstances doesn't change God's sovereignty. And sometimes I think that there are things that are going on that we have to sit with and wrestle with of God, if you're allowing this, how is it? How are you good? But in those moments, it is okay to wrestle with the Lord 
but we can't come to a place of, okay, God, you're just not good. We have to come to this place of believing Romans 8, 28 says, for we know that all things work together for the good of those who love him according to his purpose. And what this verse is saying is that despite the evil that is in this world, despite the brokenness, despite the trials that we are promised to face, if you belong to Christ, if you belong to the Lord, he will bring goodness out of it. And we may not see it this side of heaven, but God promises that if you belong to him, he will bring goodness out of it according to his purpose, according to his will. And that can look like so many different things. Uh, God's definition of good is not our definition of good. And so the promise to the believer for those who are in Christ is that despite the evil in this world, despite the brokenness and the trials that you will face, God has authority over it and will bring good out of it according to his purpose. Now, despite what goes on in this life, despite our circumstances, we can have peace because our confidence lies in a sovereign God who is good. And sometimes that can be hard to remember and it can be hard to believe. Um, and that's why it's so important to believe in truth rather than how we feel, to believe in truth rather than what our circumstances are. And it's so important to dwell in scripture and remind yourself of it and read it to yourself over and over again and choose to believe in it despite how you feel. Choose to believe in it despite what your circumstances are. But this all kind of makes me think of Matthew chapter 8 where Jesus and the disciples get on a boat and they're out in the water. And then in verse 24, it says, Suddenly a furious storm came upon the lake so that the waves swept over the boat, but Jesus was sleeping. The disciples went to wake him and saying, Lord, save us, we're going to drown. And Jesus replied, You have little faith. Why are you so afraid? And then he got up and he rebuked the winds and the waves and it was completely calm. And I think this is such a picture of how we live our lives. When our circumstances change, what we put our confidence in, I think we are so often like the disciples who put their confidence in their situation. And when they looked to the winds and the waves and the situation that they were in, their hearts became anxious and they were fearful. But Jesus was sleeping because his confidence wasn't found in his situation or circumstance. But so often we are the disciples who have placed our confidence in the winds and the waves and haven't placed our confidence in the one who can rebuke the winds and the waves and tell them to be still. And in that moment, when we are being like the disciples looking to the winds and the waves instead of the one who holds the winds and the waves, Jesus says, you of little faith, why are you afraid? Like, why are you afraid? Why do you doubt my sovereignty? Why do you doubt my authority? Why do you doubt my complete control? Why do you doubt my goodness? Why do you look to things other than me to place your confidence in? But y'all, in this moment, Jesus was in, in complete peace, so much so that he was napping. And it's because of where his confidence lied, it did not lie in his situation, but it lied in the sovereignty and the authority of God. I think something that we don't think about is that the same peace that Jesus had is the same peace that is attainable to us through the Holy Spirit. Um, Jesus said in John chapter 14, verse 27, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. So it's like through the Holy Spirit, the Lord has 
given us his peace that we can rest in and we can have that peace because our confidence isn't in the things of this world it isn't in our circumstances or situations that we are placed in but it is in a sovereign god who is control in control of the world who holds our circumstances in his hands and it is because we are confident in a god that remains good circumstances changing despite our perspectives of him changing um despite our feelings even god remains good and we can be confident in that and again i don't want to belittle things that happen to us in this life because there's real pain and it's hard to see that he is good in certain situations just in our own personal lives and it's hard to see how he is good when there's things going on in the world like they are you know god being good despite the circumstances doesn't mean that the circumstances are good it just means the one who holds your circumstances are good and that's the promise that we rest in so my prayer for you is that you can walk in biblical confidence being filled with peace because your confidence is in a good and sovereign god um, and that you rest in his promises and rest in who he is but that is all that I have for you guys today. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope to see you back next week. Bye.